This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Baby's secret birth control trick. Nuclear minutia. A job that can only be offered to women. The man called fear. And Rick's brush with pen and teller. Well, no, actually just pen. Yeah, just pen. All, right. All that and unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia, Minutia Men, Men with Rick and Dave. Welcome to another episode of Minutia Men with Rick Kemper and Dave Stern. And Dave, this is a uh, this is a momentous episode. I don't know if you even know this. Why so, sir? What well, say you? Um, this is the first podcast that I've ever done. In which uh, I have now outlived my father. Oh, so we've had two eclipses this week. We have. You, ecli- <laughs> you, we ecli- <laughs> you eclipsed your father's lifespan and the solar eclipse. Good for you. You That's know, some, some sons look forward to finally being taller than their dad. Right. Some right, sons right. look forward to the day that they make more money than their father. Right. Not me. Right. For me, it was just making it to 54 years old and 22 days old. 54 and 22. And I did that last weekend. And, uh, you know, I've just taken up smoking. (laughs) I, I, you know, this is is bonus (laughs) time. Right, right. It's gravy at this point. This is this is the like the last two seasons of Seinfeld when it wasn't really even that good anymore. Right? Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's, just, it's all gravy at this point. You know, I had a similar. I mean, I'm still. I don't know. Seven years from my dad, so I still got a ways to go. Yeah. Um, but a couple things. Hey, God, that really puts into perspective how young your father was. When I know. I know. It's ridiculous. Okay. Uh, it's just you know it's horrible but i had a similar situation you know my dad died when i was 13 and like six months or something like that i mean i figured it out by by the day and when my oldest daughter when lila became that day you know you know one day after i mean that was a momentous occasion for me so it was like the reverse for you (laughs) exactly and i remember mentioning that to lila probably to to because she was aggravating me yeah. at some point. I'm like, you know, my dad was dead at this point. Uh, <laughs> and, and it didn't work at all. She's like, whatever. You know, well, uh, I've been using this uh, this date with my kids for years. You know, I, uh, you know, whenever they were acting up, I'd be like, well, you know, I know one day you'll come around to uh, seeing my way on this. Uh, hopefully it's before I turn 54. Because that's how old my father was when he right. died. Right. So now all of a sudden all your uh all your um uh, uh all th- that that card is no longer in play. Is no, what you're saying. No, that, that right. was that did take a tool out of my tool belt. That's for sure. Um well, congratulations, Rick. Thank you. Uh I've Thank got a you. plaque for you. Out the outlift my dad plaque. I really uh, I've started drinking heavily. I'm I, you know <laughs> It's 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 like you know why not? This is all like extra time. Like oh, did you hear Ricky died? He was very young when he died. Yes, but he was older than his father. Right. Take that. Well, we have kicked, <laughs> we have kicked Elvis's ass. We have kicked. Did we have we kicked Hitler's ass yet? Um. Oh, that's a good. Th- let's. You want to look that up? Yeah. Hold on here. 
How was Hitler when? Wow, this is all right. Uh, Tony uh, Lasano, our producer, I'd just like to point out that we are three minutes and 38 seconds <laughs> okay, into this, uh, this uh, broadcast. Before you know what? Let's, should we, the big you know H what? was brought up. Uh, um, uh, no, he was older. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, but we, John Lennon is in our dust. That's right. right? Suck it, uh, Lennon. Right, right. Janis Joplin right here, pal. <laughs> Jim Morrison. Michael on. Jackson. Hey, John F. Kennedy. Ooh, president. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Mr. Accomplishment. I'll yeah. tell you one accomplishment. You haven't lived to 54. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is good. This is good stuff right here, isn't it? All right. Uh, um, so we, um, so I had a little, you know, I went on a brief getaway oh, oh wait you know what i you know i was going through our audio this morning and i found one huh. that we almost never play and and actually i think it'll fit nicely okay. here. ready here we go time now for rick and dave to both share a story or two about things going on in their lives involving the kids the wives or, or both. both and now rick and dave okay so what do you yes. got um so we went to cedar point over the uh wednesday, wednesday of last week uh, Cedar Saturday. Point is like a, an amusement park, right? Yeah, right. It's in Sandusky, Ohio. Is it like a, a? Is it like Six Flags or I mean Great America? Yeah, it's bigger. I think Cedar Point has like seven of the world's th- seven of the thirtieth big thirtieth biggest roller coasters. So seven of the top thirty are at Cedar Point. So it's much bigger. But yeah, it's it's a it's an amusement park with you know these crazy roller coasters. Um, and there's a water park attached or it's not there's a water park attached but we were staying actually um at a hotel that had a water park castaway bay great place free plug for castaway bay this um, is in ohio near yeah. like cincinnati right uh cleveland, cleveland. It's like okay. like an hour from cleveland okay but one thing that i noticed when i ever i frequent an amusement park or a water park especially is that i'm not that unattractive you know what I mean? You know, I I consider I could I consider myself. I mean, normally I consider myself a five, maybe a five and a half, right? Yeah. Put me in a water park, I'm a seven and a half, eight, easy. You know what I'm telling you? Yeah. Here. And and, and uh, water park, you just can't hide. You can't hide what you what you're bringing to the party. <laughs> exactly. There's no smoke and mirrors when you're when you're on the steps. Right. Going on a, when you're wearing just a bathing suit and nothing else. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you uh, can't go. You know what? I've really been slimming down. Yeah. No. What? No. I see your gigantic <laughs> belly right there. I know. But I was I was a freaking Adonis, and, and and I'm a doughy, you know, tub of goo. Do you have man you know? boobs? Yeah, I do. But a little bit. I'd say a third. I'd be. A, I'm, I think I'm like a 14 year old girl boobs now. 13. You're a. If, yeah, so I'm developing. When it when it's cold out and you're wearing just like a t-shirt, do, do the, you get the uh, the little the yeah. erect nipple syndrome? Yeah, I do. Okay. Do you? Yeah, it's. I just noticed it this past year. This is the first time I noticed it. Like, oh boy, that's not good. The question is, did your dad have it? It doesn't, you know, it doesn't. We're all on. This is all uncharted territory right now. <laughs> You're Ty freaking Cobb. Right Actually, now. if that could be the next one, because my dad, I think at one point hit uh, 240 pounds. And I've got uh, a good, you know, 60 pounds to go. <laughs> uh, well, you've got all the time in the world now to, uh, to, to, to get to that point. Absolutely. Um, 
One thing I also notice at the water parks is the amount of tattoos that people have. Have you? I mean, have yeah. you? Yeah, it's, the, it's like society a, has passed us by. Well, it's like a younger thing, right? I mean, people people our age really don't have tattoos, or maybe one or two. Like you know, it's a millennial and, thing. It's a, is it? Yeah. Um, so this is a great story. Um, so I'm on the steps waiting to you know go on one of these water rides, and the guy in front of me had a tattoo, and he had actually a ton of tattoos on his back. There were like weapons, you know, like like knives and like blades and stuff, <laughs> you know, yeah. and on the top of, there was lot, lots of words on his back, but I noticed one phrase and it said, no regrets, or I'm sorry, no regrets, no oh, regrets. A, a misspelling. <laughs> yes. No regrets. And it took every fiber of my being <laughs> not to tap about his shoulder and go, hey, dude, do you know that you spelled regrets wrong? Yeah, I'm sure he never hears that. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, the guy was much bigger than I was. Yeah. I wasn't going to make an issue out of it. And one thing I did notice also that this kind of fat guy who has the tattoos and spent far more time engaging with his children than I did. I mean, he was a great dad. I sucky dad when it was at the water park. <laughs> you were at right. the water park. Right. That's, like, well, that's, that's true. That's like 30 times beyond me. I right. would okay. never in a million years go to a water park with my boys. Never. Um, yeah. I, and I was not happy about it, obviously. But this guy, the, the no regrets guy, loved it. And he yeah. was, you know, playing with his kids and, you know, whatever. And I was just like, let's get through this. Let's just let that for the next hour and a half. Let's just get through the water park and get me my ambient and I'm going to bed, you know, so, so well, it sounds like fun. It yeah, sounds it was, like it was a great it was, time. Well, and roller coasters now, when was the last time you went to one of these six flaggy places? It's got to have been a while, right? Or, well, you went to Disney World. I went to Disney World last summer and I did go on one ride and I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, it's, I'm not a ride. I, you know, I, I have an inner ear imbalance, Dave. And you have vestibulitis. I, you know, right. and it's uh, it's very easily uh, aggravated. It's the reason why I can't fly. I'm not good at flying. I I, uh, I get airsick. It's you know, I have a lot of strengths. Like you know, my biceps. You know, my <laughs> my quads. Whatever Your those core. are. You've my, got a great core. My core. It's all <laughs> solid. Core. But my inner ear a little a little weak. <laughs> um, well, don't go on the dragster, which was one of the roller coasters I went on. It goes basically straight up and straight straight down. So if anybody wants to go on YouTube and see what the dragster is, and we also did the uh, Millennium Force, which is one of these you know whip around up and down over. And that was it. After those two, I'm like, screw it, I'm I'm done. I and and that was day one. That was like at two o'clock <laughs> on day one. God. So I just that really sounds awful. I mean, it sat really on a bench. Sounds awful. Yeah. What? Well, yeah. We're not doing this again. But um, okay. That, but that's, a, that's a younger man's. That's a younger dad's right. Uh, game right. right there. Right. That's not for a dad who has outlived his father. That's right. right. Exactly. It's for the young dad. It's right. All right. Well, I'm back in full strength. Okay. So well, good. Thanks now, for your concern. I do have some minutiae to share. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me speak. Uh, let me play yeah. the audio. Hang on. Yep. Give them 22 minutes and they'll give you absolutely nothing of value. This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Lay it on me. Uh, this is from our science desk, Rick. Okay. Did you know that we had, did you know that we had a science desk? The science is fake. Uh, um, babies cry at night to prevent siblings, scientist suggests. 
Okay. To prevent this, siblings from what? To prevent no, just from to existing. Being, yes, exactly. To okay. <laughs> at all, the whole the whole thing. Okay. A Harvard, a Harvard scientist is offering a explanation as to why babies cry. You know, for the longest time, we thought babies cried because they were what wet or cold right. or Tired, hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but no, it's that this Harvard scientist thinks that babies cry and and demand to be breastfed. So. Mommy and daddy don't do the fandango, if you know what I'm saying. Ah. Right. So, because the, because the baby doesn't want to share mom and dad, because they want, you know, they want to be the head honcho, right? Oh, I so, see. I thought it was like they're crying because uh, the crying is so horrible that uh, the mom and dad are like, you know what? I'm not, we're, we're never stopping. having another one. Yeah. yeah, right. Uh, that, I think, is very positive this is not this scientist that did this um but i imagine that there will be a scientist a guy who has one kid and doesn't want any more kids is going to do this go back to the science desk and and talk to them about this would you uh um but i thought of a couple of other things that could studies you know studies as to how siblings can keep from having more siblings or big kids yeah um Punching dad in the balls. <laughs> when you were a kid, how many times? Or when your kids were kids, that happened all the time. Oh when I God. got my when I got my vasectomy, uh, yeah. I you know sitting around with the you know the peas, the frozen peas on me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, my son uh, Johnny, who was like four or five at the time, came running up to me and jumped right into my lap with the peas there, and I'm like. Oh, I know. And when, you know, I had two of them at the exact same height, basically. And, yeah. you know, when they're like two foot, eight inches or whatever, they're yeah, perfect. Right. The exactly. perfect, perfect punch. So I, oh, I got whacked all the freaking time. Yeah. You know, yeah, so that really funny. So, There's nothing funnier right. than a dad getting hit in the balls. Well, have you ever noticed that, you know, women, yeah. they think, oh, man, the three stooges, that's stupid. How could you laugh at that? But if you get kicked in the balls, they think it's a laugh riot. <laughs> It's so true. You, you ever so notice that? Oh, that is hilarious. Aaron, go ahead and punch dad in the balls again. <laughs> it's so true. Men, when they see it, we just kind of like, oh. Oh, I know. <laughs> Women just crack up, you know. Uh, also, uh, here's another evolutionary kind of thing that kids do that to prevent other kids. Um, hating every dinner that a parent's ever made. Yeah. You know, like yeah. – uh, it's like screw this i'm not feeding you people anymore screw it you're gonna die and there's no more siblings after that there was a time when i would make five different dinners every night yeah right yeah that homie don't play that game anymore but i did for a while you had one of those like rotating things in your kitchen that they put the (laughs) right yeah exactly (laughs) yeah uh, so so that's it that's my little science bit that uh well you know um if you look up uh birth control you know, it's not 100% effective. I, I looked this up. Yeah. Condoms are 89% effective birth control. That's not even good. I know. The pill. The, yeah, it's only 89. And that's if you use it correctly and everything. Because, you know, it could snap or whatever. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The pill is 99% effective. And, uh, you know, baby's crying, as you mentioned, is probably <laughs> about 75% effective. But I did find yeah. one that is 100% effective. And what is, and I have a feeling that this is probably not based in science, but what is the 100% one? Wearing Crocs. <laughs> Wearing Crocs. 100% effective birth control. You cannot, <laughs> will not 
ever get laid if you are wearing Crocs. That's proven. That is proven science. And dark socks. And dark uh, socks. All right. Well, it's obvious that you could put a no regurts tattoo on your back and get laid. <laughs> but you're right. Crocs, no Crocs. Uh, she was probably on top, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, right. Exactly. It wasn't until yeah. the kids were like, "Holy!" Hey, crap, wait a minute. Turn around for a second. What does that say? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, now, what do you got? I have some minutia for you. This is uh, this is nuclear minutia, and you are gonna love this story. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, if for some reason, and and the reason why I looked this up and, and read this story at all was because. You know, nuclear war, not really one of those <laughs> things that can never happen again, right, especially right. these days, right? And uh, Guam's Office of Civil Defense actually prepared a uh, uh, a bunch of stuff to send out to their people to explain to them what would happen if there is an actual nuclear attack. So like the duck and cover videos when we were kids. Yeah, basically. well, it just warns you uh, what uh, you can do and what you can't do. These are official guidelines. I'm not making this up. Official guidelines from Guam's Office of Civil Defense um, include uh, information on how to take cover before an explosion. Mm-hmm. Um, it also tells their people not to use conditioner in their hair. This is true. Conditioner can be dangerous because it binds radioactive particles to your hair. So, so it's, so is this after the nuclear blast? Yes, at, yes. After the oh, dust, okay. the nuclear fallout, the dust comes in. It will stick in your hair more if you're wearing conditioner or if you if you have used conditioner. And so you can. So go ahead. Wash the, wash that dust right out of your hair, or you know. <laughs> I thought you would enjoy this more than you are because no, it's bu- you know it's bullshit because of the whole bald thing. Is is that where you're going with this? No, thing, I'm the saying this thing? is good for bald guys because bald uh, guys never use conditioner. Well, yeah, the, okay, I see where you're going here, but whenever I hear anything about hair and conditioner or whatever, I'm just pissed anyways. <laughs> okay. Okay, so it's, you know, I don't go that second layer than you. It's just what, you know, and whenever, yeah, screw you people. Screw Guam. What is a Guam? Someone who lives in Guam. Is it a Guamian? A Guamer. <laughs> okay, Guamers. Yeah, yeah, bite me. Go ahead, you know, d- use your condition. I don't care. You know what? Don't, I don't want to hear about your freaking hair. That's all you people with hair <laughs> care about is your hair. All right. Yeah, all right. Well, you know, I just like, I thought maybe that, you see this as one of those moments where you are right, superior to the the full heads out there, uh, uh, and, and that you'd uh, you'd relish this, but apparently not. No, I just yeah. again, whenever you mention conditioner hair, I just get pissed. Okay, so the, well, I, how the, about if I just talk to you about some of the other uh, um, nuclear minutia that I found after sure. reading this story? Sure. I uh, guess how many tons of nuclear waste uh, are stored in the United States right now? Oh my God! I don't even want to know. A ton, so two thousand pounds of, of, of yes, waste. Tons, nuclear waste in America. Yeah, five hundred tons. Seventy-one thousand eight hundred and sixty-two <laughs> tons of nuclear waste. Oh my God! Yeah. Where do they? Is it underground? What are they? Um. Let's see. Well, yeah. Let's see. Industry's pile of nuclear waste is growing about 2,200 tons a year. Some waste sites contain four times the amount of spent fuel they were designed to handle. 
<laughs> Sleep tight, everybody. Uh, here's another thing I didn't know. Um, the peace symbol was initially an anti-nuclear weapon symbol. You know the peace symbol. You know the not yeah, the not the not, handy, not the, the victory, uh, but you know the the peace. Right, sign. the circle, yeah. the circle with the three sticks. Yeah, yeah or, that or, originally yeah. was an anti-nuclear. That's uh, I did not know that. Also, the most powerful nuclear weapon ever detonated was a Russian bomb. Um, the single most powerful device ever created by man. The fireball reached as high as the altitude of the release plant. It's seen 620 miles oh from ground God. zero. The mushroom cloud was 40 miles high. The base of the cloud was 25 miles wide, and it was detonated on October 30th, 1961 in the Novaya Zemlya Archival so uh, did they re- did they evacuate everybody from that area i hope <laughs> you know i mean well I, you know there's a lot of area in russia that is just kind of there there's nothing there and in that area there will be no more trees ever right I'm sure um and then all right here's the last thing guess which states have the most nuclear weapons well let's say russia no, no, states, United no, States. I, I, in there. No, I'm saying Cold War. I'm saying enemy. Where would we place our weapons? I would say Alaska. No, Alaska's not in the top five. Um, New York? New Mexico. New Mexico's number one. Uh, okay. New Mexico, then Georgia. I'm not quite sure about that one. But Washington, then Nevada, and then North Dakota. Those are your – that's this week's uh, nuclear minutia. We need to get a jingle as, <laughs> as, as the, as our political climate escalates. But you know what I was not expecting to happen when we started doing this show? I was not expecting to do research and learn things. So I yeah. apologize for that. Well, I learned some stuff in my, our next segment. If oh, you want okay. To. Yes, uh, please. Well, first, um, before you do that, you tell people how they can uh, subscribe and rate and share Minutia Men with their friends. Rick, this is what you can do. First of all, you can go to iTunes. We are on iTunes, and all you got to do is search for Minutia Men on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Okay. We'll pop right up. You just press that little subscribe, and boom, every Thursday, sometimes Friday, uh, the um, podcasts magically happen on your device. Fantastic. That's, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, you can go on Google Play or G Play, as we call it in the biz. Uh, <laughs> do we? Yeah, we do. Okay. Uh, you can go on TuneIn. That's another app. You can go to Stitcher. Stitcher has it. That's a real popular one with the with the kids. Um, if you want to listen to it just from a website, you can go to the RadioMisfits.com. That's our website. And just go to Minutia Men and click, click our uh, show and listen. And there are a lot of other great shows on there. Dan McNeil is going to be doing a show. Right. You know Dan. Big buddy Dan McNeil yeah. is going to do a sports show. We've got um, Artie Quitter. Artie Quitter is on there. Yeah. For Artie from um, Howard Stern. Um, we've got Dishing Misfits, where they talk a lot about penises and do stuff. They, do they really? Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't listen. Okay. But, but I hear. I, a friend of a friend tells me. So there's a lot of great shows on there, and that's very easy to subscribe. And if you do like Minutia Men, we would love for you to go and review us on iTunes um or stitcher or wherever you're listening to i think we've got like 85 or so reviews fantastic 
on iTunes. So, uh, yes, that's how you do it. Okay, great. Now, now it's time to share more minutia. Um, Rick. Yes. Would you like it? Would you like a little uh, audio clip? Would that make you feel yeah. better? Okay, sure. I'll do that. Hang on. This week's minutia with Rick and Dave. All right. Uh, this is from the BBC. Fantastic. Um, our sister station, the BBC. <laughs> okay. Uh, you can now get paid twenty-eight thousand pounds to wait for it masturbate. How much? Twenty-eight thousand pounds. I think that that's that's a what, lot 30, of money. It's like thirty something. What I don't know. What how is the dollar and the pound equating with each other now? Yeah, Whatever. It's not two to one anymore. It's like one point three or something like that. So you're making about forty grand. Not bad. Not bad at all. Um, and the first line of the BBC, uh, I love the first line. Want to get paid to wank? I love uh, <laughs> they're, they're, Wank's they a, a great word. <laughs> it really is. Um, yeah, the, and the Brits love using that. Um, in the UK, there's an adult store that is advertising a job for, for a professional sex toy reviewer. Oh, okay. okay. No, wait a minute. This is different. That- no, it's not. Well, okay. Why? What is your concern here? Well, I mean, this is this. They're looking for a woman. Yeah. Well, yeah. This is pissing me off. Okay. Is, well, this, I mean, this, yeah. This okay. Now I know thing. why they have to pay. I mean, for men, it would be like, <laughs> come on. Right. Volunteer. Uh, um, now, this isn't a zero hour situation either, Rick. It's a full time job with two days working from home and three days in the office. Okay. And what you're and what you do is you the women. Um, will get sex toys and they will use them i mean i didn't know women did this did you no yeah i had no idea um and then they have to write reviews um and like post blogs about these different um different products um what pisses me off as you've already (laughs) mentioned is this is for women not for guys i would assume uh and um there's a lawsuit. Uh, I talked to Scott, our lawyer. I'm I'm going to file a lawsuit on behalf of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Network. <laughs> oh, I'm sure and, they're thrilled about this. Yes, <laughs> right, and, uh, right. This is total gender discrimination. Oh, absolutely. Like, come on. Um, it's called now, supply I, and demand, Dave. <laughs> it's called supply <laughs> and demand. Um, now, if hypothetically there was a job where men can get paid to masturbate, let's go with Wink. Okay. Okay, wank. Um, what would you put on your tax return as far as your job description? <laughs> what do you think? Wanker. It's got to be wanker, right? How about digital penile oscillator? Oh, you've got some of these. Okay, that's uh, a good one. I did I did a lot of show prep for the yeah, master You did. <laughs> right. I did more than the usual seven <laughs> minutes. Uh, in, an independent genital stimulator with phalangic motion specialist. Wow. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's good. My my favorite is an ejaculation diagnostic technician. Very nice. Um, also, here's another. As I was doing show prep, and again, I spent oh, far too much time doing show prep on this. Um, I stumbled upon a site that had euphemisms for masturbating. Okay. Okay. And there's some of these. You know, some of these I had heard of, but there's a couple of them that I think you might enjoy. Um, calling down for more mayo. Okay. Okay. Uh, this one pissed me off. Combing the hair on your bald pig, Sally. 
I don't even get that. But you, you'll see for a couple more of these that there's a, and this is aggravating me too. There's a, there's, a, there's a very high bald, there's a very high bald reference to this. Uh, um, fastening the chin strap on the helmet of love. Okay, that's a uh, good one. Right. Uh, going Han Solo on Darth Vader's head. Okay. All right. Another bald reference pisses me off. I don't. Uh, th- I don't think. Uh, Science nerds are big uh, into wanking at all. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, making chowder with Sailor Ned. <laughs> making chowder <laughs> with Sailor Ned. Uh, uh, and shaking hands with Yul Brenner. See again with the bald thing. Making uh, uh, chowder. <laughs> making chowder with Sailor Ned. Yeah. I um, oh. I do not I do not, I do not call my guy Sailor Ned, but apparently somebody does. Maybe the No Regrets guy calls. Oh my god, Sailor oh, Ned! I like so, those a lot. Those yeah. are those are really good. <laughs> so so there you go. That's our. Uh, I guess that's science too. No, that was our employment desk. Okay, that was our help. That was our help wanted desk. Should so we go to the go. sports desk now? Sure. Okay, sure. here we go. Time now for a collection of Cub Geekness. This is Just One Bad Century with Rick and Dave. Okay, I'm going to keep this one brief, but uh, I wanted to uh, tell you about the man called Fear. All right? This is a Cubs pitcher. His name was Vern Fear, which is a great name. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, One of the best names in baseball history. Unfortunately, uh... Vern Fear did not exactly strike fear in the heart of uh, big league pitchers. Uh, in his very first game, in his first appearance with the Cubs, he faced the Dodgers. All right, and he he had to, he had four batters coming up. You want to know who the four batters were? What what year is this again? Nineteen fifty-two. Gil Hodges. Gil Hodges was one of them. Okay, um, hold on. Say fifties um, Dodgers. Ted Kluzinski. Was he ever on Dodgers? No. No. It, it was Duke Snyder. Okay. Hall of Famer. Andy sure. Pafko should be a Hall of Famer. Roy Campanella, Hall of Famer. And Gil Hodges should yeah. be a Hall of Famer. Uh, he gave up three singles and a home run and was pulled out of the game with an ERA of infinity. Uh, um, was in a whip of four point or no it'd be an infinity, infinity. too because he got nobody out yeah he got nobody out um so when they say he did not strike fear in the heart of uh, the batters that's an understatement he did then so, later come back <clears throat> he was sent back to the minors he did later come back and pitch in three other games so his final uh era is not infinity but that wouldn't that have been better if he had just quit right then Oh yeah, like the Mendoza line that the guy that is the Mendoza, whoever he is, yeah, Mario he's famous. Mendoza. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's famous, right? You know, and you know, you, and especially if this happened now, you could probably parlay that into a nice little career for like Southwest Airline commercials. You know, want to get away? Exactly. You know, you could be a spokesman, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> if you're gonna go bad, go bad, bad. Go, be yeah. funny, bad. You know, um, like the show. <laughs> okay, exactly. Right. All right, let's uh let's go check out our final segment here, which is uh 
celebrity potpourri. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. Uh, This is the part of the show where Dave reaches his hand into the Costco jar, pulls out a name of a celebrity, and I have to uh, tell the story of when I met Uh, them or had an encounter of some kind with that celebrity. Okay, hold hold on. Let me check to see if reaching the Costco jar is a euphemism for masturbating. <laughs> Making it chowder in the right. in the Costco jar. Um, Penn Sailor Ned. Pen and Teller. Pen and Teller. Penn well, you Teller. Probably, one of them probably didn't talk much. I would assume. Well, I never I met know. Teller. I never okay. met Teller, but I did meet Pen. I mean, you know, Teller doesn't go to the radio interviews. Right. Right. Why bother? <laughs> Like Marcel Marceau was yeah. a terrible radio interview. Right. I mean, I've seen Penn and Teller in concert or whatever you want to call it. They're magic shows. Yeah. Yeah. And they are tremendous. They really are great. But Penn is the voice of Penn and Teller, let's face it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he is a really entertaining guy. And also, like, one of the most unassuming guys you'll ever meet. And that's hard to do when you're, like, 6'8". Right. He's right. a very right. large man. But he, you know, he comes in with. I remember. So this this goes back now, I, thirty years when I was with Stephen mm-hmm. Gary show. He would come in, and that's how long they've been famous. By the way, quite a long mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. He'd come into the show uh, wearing like an army jacket, and you know, uh, jeans, and just kind of sit there and and shoot the shit with me in the mm-hmm. in the producers' room before it was time to go on the air. And one of the things that he and Gary Meyer used to talk about, and I hope I'm not revealing too much here mm-hmm, i don't think this is a huge secret but the we'll two of them used to in the days before the internet <laughs> the two of them used to swap videotapes of disgusting things <laughs> okay gary and Penn. Uh, you know like you know the uh the one guy who the, who had, had the had the press conference and then shot himself at the press conference that sort of okay. stuff right. like sickle so, sick things like faces of deathy type things. That exactly. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. Exactly. Okay. And, th- and, you know, that would be the thing that when he came to the station, that w- he and Gary would be like, what, what do you got? What do you got? You know, I, got <laughs> I got a chicken uh, with a... <laughs> right, right. I got a monkey that you're scooping the brains out of a monkey. What do you need? What do you need? <laughs> like Mr. Haiti from Green Acres. Uh, That's uh, what I remember about Penn more than anything else. And that he was actually a very nice guy he's you know he's uh he's an atheist mm-hmm. um and he's got very strong uh libertarian uh political opinions mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but he is a, just a friendly jovial man i he, he was one of my favorite guests that we ever had on any show did you know the teller the reason why he doesn't talk do you know the story behind that no i don't think I um well he used to do magic i think they've been in college didn't they like a a Big Ten school, didn't they? Uh, I, I know. I think they're East Coast guys. All right. Um, but but they did meet in college. Or I don't know. So Teller was doing magic when he was, you know, in college to make ends meet. And he would go to fraternity parties. And he noticed that if he didn't say anything, no one would heckle him. Because he used to get heckled all the time. So if he, And then they would respond. But he noticed that if he never responded and just kept quiet and did his show, no one would heckle anymore. So that is why he doesn't speak. That's fascinating. Now, that wouldn't work in the podcasting world. 
No. Uh, although next week we will be interviewing uh, Shields and Yarnell. <laughs> uh, uh, one of them's dead, I think. We got to get, we gotta get you a mime, uh, a mime audio clip <laughs> every time you mention mimes, which is, you know, about once a show. Right, right. Uh, well, now that we can't, now with the some of the constraints that we have because of our own, uh, you know, we are putting, we are constraining ourselves a little bit, Rick and I, for because we don't want to rabble rouse, right, Rick? We are we? That? <laughs> okay, all right, screw it. We won't do that anymore. <laughs> Um, to find out more about Rick and Dave, you can check out EckhartExpress.com and also ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com. And if you'd like to reach us, you can drop us a line at MinutiaManPodcast at gmail.com. We'd like to offer special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasano with Opie Productions. We are, and, are, and Sailor Ned. And Sailor Ned. Who's <laughs> making some chowder as we speak. <laughs> we are distributed by Ed Silla, the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Minutia Man. The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Go ahead and punch Dad in the balls again. <laughs> it's so true.